Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time now for Extra Point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome in everybody. Phil Jones with you here on this Tuesday edition of Extra Point with yours truly Phil Jones here at ITG Next Georgia. Thanks uh, so much for you guys that are already logged in and awaiting the start of the show. Guys, we appreciate all of you early birds. After all, what do they say? The early bird gets the earliest, not the worm, but the earliest in the latest sports headlines, which on a day like today, really uh, most of the talk is about the upcoming Super Bowl for this weekend. Speaking of which, and you may get sick of me uh, saying this, but I've only got three days including yesterday's show, to cram this in. So, and I think you'll probably uh, thank me for, uh, for, for saying this in case you haven't heard it already. But we are giving away uh, with uh, many, many compliments to our friends at Pepsi-Cola, which, of course, you guys see me enjoying a cold Pepsi-Cola each and every day here on the show. I want to thank uh, Winn-Dixie. Of course, can't do the show without our great sponsors. And right there at the top, leading the charge, Amongst our great sponsors is, of course, Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street, and, of course, our friends at Johnson Distributing. So all three sponsors coming together, again, uh, with uh, my buddy Clint Haynes at Winn-Dixie leading the charge to present a beautiful Super Bowl. Or, oh, am I supposed to say that? You know, I'm not really sure. I, know, I, you know, I don't know if uh, we're supposed to say that, but it's the big game. You guys know the big game coming up on Sunday. Anyway, giving away a prize pack. That will include a beautiful mountain bike, compliments of our friends at Pepsi-Cola, a beautiful cooler, compliments of our friends at Johnson Distributing, North Valdosta Road in Valdosta, and that $200 gift card from Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street, right here in Valdosta. And all you've got to do, guys, is pick the score. Pick a team. Whoever you think is going to win the game by whatever the score, let us hear from you. You can call it in. You can offer it up in the comments section here on our page. But I promise you, if you don't do this, okay, and then come Sunday, if the score and the team that you had in mind wins the game by the score, 
that you had in mind, you're going to kick yourself, guys. I mean, this mountain bike, I, and by the way, I posted it on our Facebook page. <clears throat> so go take a look at it there if you want to want to know what it looks like. Um, and then tomorrow we'll have the, uh, the actual cooler uploaded on our page. And, of course, I don't have to show you any graphic. You guys know what green looks like when I'm talking about cashola. Of course, you'll get it in the form of a gift card. But what difference does it make when you're able to take that and go buy $200 in groceries from Winn-Dixie? Guys, this is the best deal we've ever offered in the short time that I've been on the show. So go to the comment section. Give us your pick for the Super Bowl. Coming up this Sunday, you guys know the players, New England, led by the great one, Tom Brady. And, of course, uh, did I say New England? Tampa Bay, <laughs> led by Tom Brady. And, of course, you've got Kansas City, led by Patrick Mahomes. It's a great setup. So many great storylines for the game itself. And then we've got the great storyline leading the charge, of course, for the wonderful prize pack that we are giving away. All right, Chris Floyd checking in. Chris, what's up, my friend? We got, there's Timmy Neesmith, a.k.a. the Stick Man. Look at Stick. Now, he's confident, saying I'll pick it up Monday morning. I hear you, dog. But, uh, Timmy Neesmith, do we have your pick in yet? That is the question. There's Collins. Yeah, Buddy McDaniel checking in with us. What's up, brother? Uh, glad to see you on the show. There's Isaac Benjamin checking in david heron checking in yeah i know it i know it ozzy i slipped new england uh I, I you know just some things old habits are hard to break like they say but uh anyway you will excuse me it is tampa bay as i get the lol from isaac benjamin i was wondering who would catch that and how quickly you guys would catch that today we've got jamie DeBose, the head coach of the lounge high vikings going to be joining us and of course uh, tomorrow is signing day so we'll see what's going on with the Vikings. If, uh, Of course, we already know that a number of Vikings, I think, have already signed. Of course, we know that Thomas Davis, the great hard-hitting defensive uh, player for the Vikings, uh, man, he hadn't just already signed. He's already down in South Florida getting ready to be a part of the U's defense, which they hope will propel them uh, into great heights. And i got to be honest with you, uh, no matter what happens down there in Miami, uh, don't forget you got Jake Garcia on the other side on the offense. So we've got two great ones that we're proud of that have ties to the show. Of course, Thomas Davis, the local Viking. His dad is a regular Troy Davis here on the show. Troy, if you're watching, we appreciate you. going to be pulling for your son. Going to be watching him all year long. And then, of course, Jake Garcia, who I've had on the show a couple of times. I've had his parents on the show. Uh, before, so uh, we are pulling hard for our Miami of uh, of um, uh, the U. Uh, already, I almost said Miami of Ohio, but no, that's the wrong one. Uh, we've got connections to Miami, the Hurricanes. Got to be honest with you, never thought I would say that. Never thought that yours truly would have any connection to the Hurricanes. But now we have a rooting interest with Thomas Davis, Jake Garcia down there chris floyd checking in what's up chris how you doing buddy there's a stick man yes going with 35 31 i like that score all right uh where's my buddy clint haynes clint where you at dog we're looking for you and uh looking for you if you haven't already checked in come on check in let us hear from you 
Give me your score. You'll be kicking yourself if you miss out, guys. Let me have your score. And let's talk a little Super Bowl today as we go forward. Justin Kyle Haley is going to be joining me in the 6 o'clock hour. In fact, he'll be checking in with me at 6 o'clock. Looking forward to talking to Justin, welcoming him to the show. I think this will be his debut on the show. A lot of you know Justin from his social media presence with the South and Middle Georgia High School Football. I believe that's the name of the Facebook page. He is a, a regular on that show, and uh, he uh, posts a lot, contributes a lot. He's well-spoken, uh, very articulate, seems to know what he's talking about. Um, and the times that I fact-checked him, he is uh, spot on. So, uh, anyway, we're looking forward to having him here on the show today, 6 o'clock. So, we will have an absolute blast talking to the head coach of the Lionside Vikings, Jamie DeBose. <clears throat> That'll be coming up here in just a little bit. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Justin Kyle Haley also. Don't forget, tomorrow, go ahead and put it out there. Uh, hard to believe, you know, now that we're doing three days a week, that I'm already saying that tomorrow is our weekender. Incredible, but it is. And, of course, we saved the best for last as it is now our Wide Open Wednesday that serves as our Weekender show. And you guys know what that means. LG going to be in studio with me tomorrow for our Wide Open Wednesday. So we are looking forward to, uh, to having LG in here. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys today. Send me your comments. If you've already made a Super Bowl prediction, that's cool. But let me still hear from you guys I want to hear what you're thinking. What do you want to talk about happening in the sports world? What are you thinking about signing day tomorrow? Your favorite team? Who are you going after if you're a Georgia fan? we got a couple of guys that we're really hoping that will put their name on the dotted line. And what is early signing day meant to this recruiting period? What does it mean? What has it meant to this time of the year when we all used to look forward to this one signing day and I had to think for a second exactly what to call it because now you've got two signing you got the early signing period which a lot more kids are taking advantage of and now the signing day has almost become anticlimactic hadn't it but nevertheless we're still gonna have some fun talking about that all that when we return with more of extra point with Phil Jones right here at ITG Next Georgia, don't you go anywhere. We got a lot to get to, and we're just getting fired up. Stay with us. Touchstone's Heating and Air Conditioning is a family owned and operated business and has been serving the North Central Florida area for over 40 years. Touchstone's Heating and Air Conditioning serves both residential and commercial areas. Summer is here. Get your home's cooling system checked out today. Let the Touchstone's experienced technicians come out and make sure your cooling system is working properly. Don't allow your cooling system to let you overheat. Call Touchstone's today. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. We'll be right back. 
Archibald offers full range of physical, occupational, and speech therapy services, as well as the only fully integrated sports medicine program in the region. Personal, goal-directed treatments all under one roof. Advanced Therapy and Sports Medicine is also the exclusive sports medicine provider for Thomasville City and TCC schools. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Bill Jones. And welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you. It is Extra Point with Phil Jones. We absolutely love our two-hour soiree that we do Monday through Wednesday here at ITG Next Georgia. We feel like it is, uh, well, quite frankly, the best show when it comes to covering and promoting all that is good with high school football, the student athletes, the coaches, everybody else that makes it such a great sport in such a great area of the country. And joining us now is a guy that is a big part of that. And, of course, I'm talking about none other than Jamie DeBose, head coach of the Lowndes Eye Vikings. Coach, as always, appreciate you taking time out to join us. Oh, thanks for having me, Phil. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, listen, Coach, i got some things I want to talk to you about. First of all, I want to start with uh, signing day. Tomorrow is signing day. Now, I know you guys have got some, some, some kids. I know Thomas Davis already down at, at, uh, at Miami. But tell us kind of where you guys are with signing day. Any that are, that are going to make their announcements tomorrow. Where are we at with that? Well, we, we had seven, of course, in the early signing period to sign back in December. And now, you know, we've got, uh, I believe, four or five. That I got one that will be telling me tonight if he's going to sign right now or wait it out a little longer. Uh, you know, it's just been a difficult year. I mean, I, I've tried to say that each and every time. I was on the phone today, you know, talking to several schools, and, uh, you know, they're trying to get me to talk guys into walking on, and I understand why they don't have any money, and uh, they would like for them to walk on with the opportunity to get that scholarship in year two maybe. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, a lot of these guys don't uh, – I guess uh, the word is, you know, they want to they want to hear I want a scholarship or I want to sign. So some of these guys are just having to go different angles this year and different routes. But you know, as I, I've said it many many times before, you know, we don't know the route that uh, the good Lord gives us to take, but uh, we got to take whatever's available and uh, and go with it. So uh, it'd be interesting still to see. We we may have some guys even sign, you know, a, a month from now or two months from now i think some of that will get panned out because you know some of these schools are still checking the transfer portal uh you know the transfer portal is huge this year with the open it up as they did with the ncaa and gaining eligibility immediately uh on the transfer so you know there's just a lot of things it's just a different year but uh four to five tomorrow uh we're proud of those guys but uh, i think we'll have some more that uh, may sign over the next few months I got you. Uh, are you at liberty to talk about the ones that will sign tomorrow, or is that yeah? Okay, yeah. Uh, 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 we've got Travion Pope, uh, who played uh, actually fullback and tight end going into the year, and we tra- moved him over to the defensive side, which he had an outstanding year with not uh, really a whole lot of uh, work there, but uh, he did very good. He's going to go, I believe, it's called University of Pikeville. Uh, it's in Kentucky. Uh, we're proud of that opportunity that he's gotten there. Uh, he's one of them, and uh, we've got uh, Elijah Ellis, who's going to Allen University. Uh, I believe that's in South Carolina, uh, Division II school, I think, up there uh, that, that he'll be going to. And 
uh, shoot, I'm sitting here trying to think of names, man, and I can't hardly think of them as we go through them right now. But uh, I've got I've got three more, and I've went blank at the moment. Well, I tell you what, if, just a minute. If yeah, okay. <clears throat> so what we'll do is uh, let's talk about uh, some some generalities, and I'll come back, and we'll give you a chance to come back too. And sure. I wanted to ask you about. You know, signing day, and I kind of opened up the show talking about this, you know, for, it seems like forever, signing day has been, and this was before, uh, before, of course, the early signing day was introduced, you know, as part of recruiting. And so it used to be where signing day was the one day, and I'll even take you back a little further, okay, when coaches would actually wait at the what? The fax machine. <laughs> I'm really taking you back now. But coaches would sit there, universities would sit there and wait on the fax machine. And, of course, they were waiting on the official paperwork to come through, the official LOI, the letter of intent. My, how things have changed since then, right, Coach? Yeah, I can uh, – I tell you, I used to enjoy I, – I think I've said it before on the show. Uh, so, I, I, I remember – when I first became a head coach on signing day, we had a thing at seven thirty every morning. All the signees met in my office, and it was a lot of fun. You know, they were dressed in probably their colors for the day, and you know, they brought their signing papers to me, and uh, then we went immediately to the fax machine. And I tell you, if that fax machine went down when I had guys going to Alabama or uh, Georgia, Tennessee, one of the big major SEC schools, then all of a sudden they started calling me if it was 8.05 and they hadn't had it in yet because of the worry that they're going somewhere else. Because as you said, uh, it was not official till it came across that fax and uh, they received it uh, at the school. And then I've even had them before. You know, I, I, I this is where I learned the proofread uh, before we sent them. I had one one time that uh, – was kind of went by a nickname and it was not his real name. Well, when they filled out the paper, they filled him out with his real name and he signed it with his nickname. Well, it wasn't legit. It wasn't a, uh, they couldn't, they couldn't give him the scholarship. They had to send the papers again and we had to re-sign it with the, the name that was corresponding, which was on the papers. <laughs> and that was a fiasco that day. So uh, there's been a lot of fun stories with, that, that's the one thing I miss. I, I get it with the uh, early signing period with these early graduates and uh, guys that are going off to college and getting them in and they miss out on the signing day. But uh, I, I wish there was some way we could go back to the to the signing day because, as you said, it was just like a national holiday and it was a lot of fun. You know, nowadays you don't have to fax because they tell the athletes when they sign it just to take a picture of it and shoot it straight to them. And yep. the picture works for them now. So – you know, it, it, technology has just made things where it's taking the fun. It seems like that there's some things you just shouldn't change in life, and that was one of them. I wish we would have just left the way it was. Coach, I, I'm with you, and, and, and I think we're on the same page, and most people would probably agree. Look, we're glad for technology. We're glad for everything that the advance of, you know, the communication – uh, the, the cell phone, you know, yeah, I think smartphone is, is simply one of the best and probably worst inventions that we've had in a long time. And I know you know what I mean by that because, you know, I don't know how I ever got along without my cell phone. I'll be real honest with you, but I'm glad I got it. However, as we're talking about that, it did sort of, and I hate to use the word rob us, but it did take away from a lot of the attraction, the fun, 
the anticipation that we used to have looking forward to signing day. And like you said, it's now, you know, I was reading today uh, earlier before I came on the show, I think where Georgia uh, is expecting maybe to have one player sign tomorrow. Now, for us, the fans, and of course, you're, you're on the, the other side, you're a coach and you're having to deal with it, but I just kind of wonder, is it better? Uh, and I look at this in a couple of different ways, Coach. Is it a good thing to now allow these kids uh, with early signing day the opportunity to go ahead and sign uh, before the official signing day, which, of course, is tomorrow, February, what, 3rd or whatever? Um, I, I have always been in favor of if a kid has got his mind made up or he thinks he knows where he wants to go, I've always been in favor of, of him being able to go ahead and sign. Is that much fun? No but I think it's the right thing to do. Your thoughts on that, Coach? Well, you know, the, the early signing period, like I said, if, if a guy's going to graduate early, uh, I've got no problem with it because, you know, those guys that graduate early miss out on signing day because, you know, you take Thomas Davis, you take T.J. Quinn, yep. you take Leon Williams. All those guys, had we still had the, addition, the original signing day, uh, they would already be in school right now. Yep. So yep. Uh, their signing day would be up at school. They would sign the papers there, I guess, and, you know, go on from there. And, uh, you know, they wouldn't get the hoopla and the cakes in there and all the media attention and all that kind of stuff. So I do, I do get it for guys that are graduating early. Uh, and, and the Power Five guys, I get it, because, you know, those are decisions that, uh, probably are not going to change. Uh, you know, now I've had guys that opted out of the early signing period, like Justin Ross, uh, which was a five-star wide receiver, went to Clemson. He ended up, he wanted to explore Alabama a little bit more. He wanted to explore Auburn a little bit more. And, he and you know, Clemson granted him that. You know, yeah. some of these colleges will not. I will tell you this. I've dealt with this a lot over the last couple of years since this early signing period come on that if a player went to a college and said, you know, I'm not going to sign and early, I'm going to sign at the end, they would say, well, your scholarship may not be there at the end because if they had somebody already ready to sign, they were ready to wrap it up. So they would go to the next guy. So it, it really, it's, it's like I tell <clears throat> our players now, a lot of parents and a lot of people don't understand when it gets to signing day and going to a power five school or going to college, it's a business. Now you finally fall into the world of it's not rec ball anymore. It's not for fun. It's, it's real deal, man. It's about money now. And it's about, you know, making that decision. And if you don't make the decision and they move on and you know, they're not going to wait for you for four or five days. Now, if you're a five star, yeah, they, they're going to wait. Yeah, they, they'll wait to after signing day. I heard yesterday <laughs> a D lineman somewhere that says he's not signing. He's a five star D lineman, and he don't know when he's going to sign. So right, right. you take a guy like that, it, he can make the call. So, but you know, and then you take a guy, and I'm just going to throw a name out there, Dominique Marshall, that played for us, who yeah. had an exceptional year. Uh -huh. uh, with the coaching changes going on, and guys transferring out like at Tennessee and things like that, or, or South Carolina when they had a coaching change, Dominique was getting a lot of interest. He And, and I'll come out and say this. Dominique, uh, uh, Coach Beamer at South Carolina and the offense coordinator had contacted me when we were in Atlanta. Uh, I believe it was the third-round game, maybe the quarterfinal-round game, and they were wanting to recruit him. But it was going to have to 
be for the second signing period. But then again, he had Kennesaw State was a really good offer for him. And at the time, Kennesaw State wasn't going to wait. So he had to say, okay, am I going to sign with Kennesaw State or am I going to roll the dice and go for the bigger boy? Right. Well, if you roll the dice and the bigger boy doesn't come to you, then you're left out in the cold. You don't have anything. True. So it comes down to you. Sometimes you got to take what you got and you miss out on maybe something bigger. That's the negative to the early signing period. Because I think by being able to wait to the second signing period, which is the normal one now, I think some of these guys that go one double A may get a shot at a bigger school. But sometimes they can't now because they've got to take that offer uh, when it's the early signing period. Because, you know, at Kennesaw State, or, or you know, you take a Troy, you take uh, a Georgia Southern. They're not going to wait for you to go to the next signing period. They're just going to go to the next guy. And, uh, you know, I think that's that bubble kid sometimes that can get that upper upper echelon offer according to what some other people are going to do or transfers or coaching changes. So there's a lot that plays into it. And, you know, I don't believe there's a science or, or a way to do it. But I just – I think waiting to that second period or allowing those guys to is the best thing if they're not enrolling in school in January. Talking to Jamie DeVose, head coach of the Lowndesville Vikings, something else I was going to ask you about, it kind of goes uh, hand in hand with recruiting, being able to, to sign a scholarship, and that is the way colleges and college coaches take a look at and consider kickers. Uh, and I guess you can even kind of say maybe kickers slash punters in terms of what they offer. Now, I would say that the vast majority of kickers coming out of high school nationwide, not, not just here, but, but everywhere. I would say that the vast majority, in fact, it's probably, I would say, at least 75% and higher, uh, no matter how talented they are, Coach, it seems like the, the colleges want them to do a preferred walk-on status uh, or maybe a partial scholarship, which I guess can kind of be considered one and the same. To me, I've always thought if you've got a if you've got a chance to get a Cracker Jack kicker, to me that means th- that much to your team in crunch time. And look, I know Saban has been one of the biggest proponents of not having a scholarship kicker. Hard to argue against his uh, his way of doing things. But what are your thoughts on that? Put yourself in the in the shoes. Say you're a college coach. What would be uh, your reaction to that? How would you handle that? Well, I, you know, I can give you an example uh, for me, and, and that does bring up a thing. John uh, John Quinn, our long snapper. Yep. Because long snappers are similar to kickers. Absolutely. Uh, in the sense of what you're saying, yep. they're a specialty guy. Well, John Quinn is one of those guys signing tomorrow also with West Georgia. Good for him. Uh, so we're proud of that. Yes. And, uh, you know, that, and, and the crazy thing is that's my fifth long snapper to sign with some college, which is very difficult to do. Most of them have to walk on about that? Uh, just as kickers do. And, and you're right. They don't – a lot of the times the kicker that's on scholarship will be the guy that's earned it through being there. And uh, they, there may be five kickers there, and they may be one on scholarship. And uh, that's the guy generally that has been there that's earned that, that, that scholarship because, you know, like you said, Coach Saban wants to get another linebacker. He wants to get another safety. Well, you know, they're limited in what they can offer, so they don't want to offer three guys that are kickers and, and waste some of their scholarship money. And I won't say waste, but uh, in his eyes, he would rather have a, a, another player 
because they feel they can talk a guy into walking on. Maybe he has good grades and they can work an academic plan with him that uh, helps him out or something like that. But you're absolutely right. Uh, over my years, uh, I, I've had uh, I've had one All-American kicker and he got a scholarship, but it was I don't, I don't even think it was a full. I think it was a partial. Yep. Uh, but uh, I, I've not had many that get that, but I get everybody to call me and say, you know, first question is, is what kind of grades does he got? Because they're looking at trying to get him academic money. Right. To get him in and work something through the academic money and help him financially uh, uh, in-house some way. But, you know, they, they try to work deals to get them in because they, they feel like they want another full-time player on either side of the ball. And I'll give you an example. You said, what would I do? Yep. Well, I, you know, I coached uh, – I was a head coach in uh, the Alabama-Mississippi game couple of times when I was in Alabama and the head coach gets to kind of choose. You've got so many players you can put on a roster. Okay. So you can choose how many linemen you want. You can choose how many wide receivers, how many quarterbacks on down the line. They also ask you, do you want a long snapper and a kicker or a guy that's a kicker punter? Well, when I've got limited guys to put on there, I always went after that kicker punter. Definitely find right. a guy that can, yeah. but a lot of coaches over the years, would try to just go with an extra lineman and, and get him to snap. Well, it, that hasn't worked very well <laughs> a lot of times. And they end up in, in a long snap situation on a punt, uh, having it blocked or mishandling a snap, uh, making it a bad snap. So I took the snapper. I wanted a long snapper to not have to worry about that phase of the game. I wanted to make sure in specialty, because special teams to me, is, is a phase of it that you got to win. Yep. So uh, I didn't want to be in that boat. So me as a college coach, I'm going to go get me a long snapper, definitely, uh, if not one or two, and I'm going to make sure that I've got a couple of kickers. Now, if you're in a situation, you get a kicker that can punt, you're in a great situation because you can spend one to get two. That's right. But, uh, you know, sometimes nowadays most of your kickers are not going to be punters. That's a separate position now because of uh, the wear and tear of the different steps and the things that they do. But I'm going to definitely try to get me a long snapper. That's number one. And I am going to get a kicker punter because I think, I think that's a, a vitally important part of your game. And again, so I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, and again, long snapper, you mentioned that. That is another position. And I think that thankfully, and maybe, I don't know if you've noticed the same trend or not, but it looks like with the advent of the Coles kicking camp and, and some of the other ones, I think it's the Rubio camp, uh, the, the long snappers are starting to receive invitations to uh, as much as the, the kickers are, the punters are. So that's, uh, that's good to see that that position, because we all know, again, those of us closely tied to football, especially coaches, know that that position has long been highly important if you don't think so, uh, just ask the coach who didn't get a, a successful snap on a kick uh, or a punt. Uh, then you'll see just how important it is. But, uh, uh, again, it's good to see that those positions are finally getting the recognition they've always deserved. Absolutely. You know, we we had a tremendous punter in my eyes this year with Zeb Fletcher. Yeah. And uh, Zeb's got great grades. He's already been accepted into uh, Kennesaw State and Tennessee Chattanooga. And he wants to further his playing career. So I am in – talks right now with those guys uh trying to make sure he gets maybe a preferred walk on as we talked about or something like that and 
you know, they're crunching their numbers and looking at what they can do. But, uh, you know, that, that's, you know, when you've got great grades like Zeb does and, and you're going to get some uh, acceptance easily and get in, that's the first step to them taking a shot on you. And then all you got to do is get in there and prove yourself. Uh, you know, what a lot of people don't understand, and I tell athletes every day, don't settle for something you're not happy with. If you've got the ability to qualify and get into a school you're happy with, you know, J.J. Watt was a walk-on. You know, look where he is in the NFL. A lot of people don't realize that. I did not uh, know that. Yep, J.J. Watt was wow. a walk-on. And then uh, you, you look at uh, uh, the quarterback at the Cleveland. Uh, he walked on at Oklahoma uh, and, and ended up being the Heisman. Uh, you know, the, and I can't even think of his name now. Uh, uh, darn, I, I, I apologize for this. Cleveland Browns. Uh, but it just, it, I'm blank right now. But he, uh, he was a walk on at Oklahoma. Uh, and you can go on and on with guys that walked on at places that wanted to earn scholarships. And, you know, if you can go in and prove yourself, because again, I'll say this a lot of college coaches look at height, look at, you know, weight, speed, things like that. But what they don't see, is when you put the pads on and you're out there on the field. And that's what a lot of people miss on and uh and and they have to they have to see it before they can give you one. But Baker Mayfield was his name anyway. It just hit me. Baker Mayfield, that's right. Absolutely. Talking, of course, with Jamie DeBose, Lowndes High Vikings head football coach. His appearance here on the show brought to you by the Houston Clinic, who of course have been keeping uh, our student athletes in the game for years now all right uh checking in with us today got some great viking fans along the way there's our buddy uh james darling james darling of course one of the uh the all-time great viking fans and he is uh wanting you to talk a little bit about the plowboy golf tournament coach well we got two golf tournaments coming up first one is uh put on by the uh touchdown club that'll be at francis lake on march the 19th uh we'll have a one o'clock start and you know, they, you know, you, we can let you go off in the morning. We hope we have enough teams that we can go morning and that afternoon. But if, uh, if the afternoon does not fit your schedule, uh, we can, we can get you off in the morning and we're going to have a, a little different format this year. I know in the past it's been a three man scramble. We're going to change it to a two man scramble, which uh, makes it a little easier to find one, one player instead of two. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think, the cost of that may be coming down a little bit. I, I may be lost on that. I don't have it in front of me right now, but if you'll call, we'll get, we'll get you the information. We're going to have flyers going out. Uh, and I'll be able to talk a little bit more about it next week. I know. And uh, we want to push that. That's a, that's a tremendous event with a lot of good, you know, lounge Vikings fans. Heck, I, this is where I first learned, Phil. I got to tell you a little, little bit about sure. uh, how I learned about the, Wintersville Classic and what football means okay. in, in Valdosta. I, last year, same tournament, I'm at it. Uh, they had me stationed on hole 17. I Believe it or not, Phil, I played a ball for every team that came through. I hit one golf ball. They could use my shot or not. Uh, so after you hit a ball 17 times or so on one hole, you get pretty good at it, I found out. <laughs> I almost hit a couple in. So I got to looking really good by the end of the day, but uh, this, this is a story I tell when I speak to groups uh, about football in Valdosta, and everybody needs to hear this one because this is what really woke my eyes up about what this rivalry really means to this community is uh, during the day, uh, I would take pictures with each three, three group of three that came through, and uh, I took a picture with them. It was a great day, a fun day, uh, and, and we got to this one group, 
And there were two gentlemen that kept standing at the car. And I just, you know, laughingly, I said, hey, come on, man. Y'all come up here and take a picture. Come to find out they were Wildcat fans and looked at me and said, Coach, I can't be seen in a picture with you. And I thought, wow, now that is that that is tradition right there now. So that's where I learned about the the rivalry right there that day. I, I found the importance of it uh, at that moment that these guys wouldn't even – they said nothing against you, Coach. You're a great guy. I just can't be seen in a picture with, with a Viking. <laughs> that is a great story, Coach. And you're right. If that story don't epitomize exactly what that rivalry means. But you know what? At the same time, those guys were serious. But at the same time, you guys were all able to laugh about it. That's what I love about this rivalry. Oh, yeah. We were <clears throat> glad to have them in the tournament. And, uh, you know, they were enjoying themselves. And, you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a fun day, but uh, you know, they wanted to take that wildcat blood with them. I think all the way down because they wouldn't even take a picture with me. I I've always uh, had jokes about that and told people about that when they always talk about the rivalry here and they always talk about Wintersville Classic and things like that. I tell them y'all don't y'all don't know the half of it uh, of what I know when I got to hear that story that day. I got you. By the way, Timmy Naismith says. Yeah, they just knew, Coach, that you were better looking than them. They didn't want you showing them up. So, well, the good the good thing is, Phil, you put me on the radio. That that helps my looks out a little bit. <laughs> I hear you, Coach. We are uh, here with the Jamie Debose, head coach of the Vikings. Uh, all right, so we got uh, some people wanting to know, and you know this is going to come up a lot more between now and this time next year. And I know he's still got another year with you, but uh, Jakari Brown, man, he is going to be uh, – he won't be short of any offers, will he, Coach? No, you know, he, he'll get the ones he wants. And, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some that uh, may not offer him because they, they feel like they may not have a shot on him and they come in late or something like that. But, you know, Jakari uh, – the card tweeted out not long ago, I, I think, and, and told me, you know, because I have to ask him because guys are always calling and, you know, hey, coach, has he decided? Is he locked in on his final three? Or, you know, and, and he continually tells me that his recruiting is open. And, uh, you know, the one thing you'll learn about Kari, just like many of our guys on our team, is, you know, they're really uh, caught up well and they're honest and they tell you the truth. And, right. and uh, Jakari's one of those. You know, he's not – He's not just telling you that. He's telling you the truth. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had people call me and, and uh, him get on the phone with them. And, uh, you know, he is uh, he's polite to everybody. And uh, he, he's just a, he's a great guy. He's, a, he's like, like I say, I, I'm blessed. Uh, I've got a lot of great guys. And, yep. and it's yep. really just, the, I guess, the, 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 the parents and, and the things that people do for them. I've been at. You know, I've been a head coach at four different schools, and uh, I've had some really good players and guys that i am really been happy to be around. But as a whole, uh, this group of guys that I have on this team and that I'm around every day, tremendous guys, tremendous character. But Jakari's wide open, and, you know, he's going he's gonna to let it go out, I think, uh, sooner or later on his top list. Uh, that's on his time. And, you know, uh, I know he's the type guy that, when football season gets here, uh, he's want to he's going to want to dedicate his time to the Vikings. It's his senior year. Yep. He's going to want a shot at winning a state championship his senior year. Look at what the gentleman's done, you know. Oh sure. Uh, I mean, semifinals, finals, and semifinals, <clears throat> and and you know he wants to win one, and and you know he he feels obligated to 
to the lounge community. You know, that's one of the things I've had to try to talk to him about. He tries to do so much stuff sometimes. He just puts so much pressure on himself, you know, because he feels like it's him that can win the game. And uh, that's just the kind of guy he is. And, uh, you know, I'm just – I'm I'm learning a lot from him and uh, just a pleasure to be around him. Absolutely. As we finish up with uh, Coach Jamie DeBose on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, I want to stay with Ja'Curry. Uh, final question, uh, unless we have a, uh, a question or two from you guys. And uh, we'll try to slip one in to the, uh, the coach before we let him get out of here. But – with Jakari, um, and I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball here, Coach. Um, and, I know, and I know when you let him go and he goes to college, he'll be in good hands. But what do you think um, – what position do you think Jakari is going to be best suited for? Do you think he'll stay a quarterback? And I know he's probably being drafted, I would think, more as an athlete just simply because he's so athletic. You know, a lot of people see that designation of athlete – and they think that means, well, he can't really play quarterback. That's not the case. That means that he can play other positions, including quarterback. But what are your thoughts? What's your best guess? And maybe not guess, I mean, because obviously you work with him closer than anybody as his head coach. What are you thinking about Jakari at the next level? Well, I think he's a quarterback. Okay. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, but I think he's got to be in the right system. You Absolutely. Know, a, a lot of people, you know, said Lamar Jackson would play DB, I think, in the NFL. You know, and, and he keeps playing quarterback. And, uh, you know, barring, you know, a few plays, he may have been in, in, the, in, the, in the world championship. That's or right. It was so, you know, I, I mean, I, I fully believe Jakari's a quarterback. He's, you know, Jakari's an athlete. You're right. He could play a lot of positions. What a lot of people don't know, heck, he could be a great defensive player. He's physical. He's strong. He's big. He's talented. Uh, you know, he could be a tremendous wide receiver. I've seen him catch the football. Uh, at practice just with quarterback throwing, and you'd be amazed at that. Uh, but, uh, you know, the guy's a quarterback. He wants to play quarterback. And, uh, you know, I, I don't – I think because he's such an athlete, sometimes people don't give him the, the recognition that really he's deserving of at quarterback. You know, this guy runs this program, and uh, he's done it now since he was a freshman. You're talking about a kid as a freshman with an injury that walked into one of the biggest programs in this – state or yep. country yep. and and led them to the semifinals and if i'm fan corrected i don't know but i want to say it happened during the Wintersville game and uh i thought i heard somebody say that i may be wrong with that statement yeah but, i'm not uh, i'm not sure somebody maybe yeah, I, I wasn't here but i want to say that somebody said that but uh i, I don't know but still the the work that he's put in the things he's done as a quarterback is, is what he is and uh you know he's a leader uh, he's a tremendous uh, person. He has the uh, he has that it about him. I try to say that. You know, I've had I've been blessed. I talked to a college coach the other day, and uh, he said, "You know, coach, it don't matter where you've been. You've had a great quarterback." And, and they're right. I don't know how it worked out that way. Uh, I've just always been blessed. Uh, at Prattville, I had great quarterbacks that signed in the SEC. Uh, at Phoenix City, I had great quarterbacks signed in the SEC. And, right. And, you know. At Florence, I had a quarterback assigned in the SEC. So, I, I've just been really blessed, and, and I've got another good one. And I told somebody the other day, a college coach that called me the other day, I think I've had six quarterbacks or seven since I've been a head coach signed, uh, power five offer. Uh, and and Jakari, in my opinion, may be the best one. I mean, I, I really told a coach that the other day, and I've had some I love to death, and I still talk to on the phone, and 
Uh, they've won me a state championship, and uh, I've, I've enjoyed it because, you know, I, everybody says they won it as a coach. No, they won it. The player won it for me because uh, I couldn't have done it without them and their leadership on the field. And Jakari is, is no different. And I, I honestly told the coach the other day, I think Jakari's the best one I've ever had. I got you. Uh, last question. I got Timmy Smith wants to know how you and your boys did on the golf course this weekend. Man, I tell you, it was uh, – it was a long day, but it was fun. You know, I, I, as a coach, you don't get to get out and play a whole lot of golf, but I try to, and I have fun with it. But uh, we had a lot of fun. My wife got to go ride around and uh, and enjoy the day. We just got out and enjoyed it a little bit. They visited, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, I, I'm never going to turn down a little fun on, on the golf course with family. That makes it a little special. I hear you. I hear you. Well, Coach. We appreciate you joining us, uh, not, not just today, but every Tuesday. We have some great conversation. Really enjoyed it today. And, again, I know it's going to be a big day over at Lowndes High School tomorrow. We uh, Is that uh, open to the public? Do you guys have a particular signing day uh, session that you guys want to uh, talk about or what? Yeah, that we we have we're under protocol still, and we keep that with okay, the I got family kind of. Uh, I got I, you. I, you know, we we may have it out live streamed. You never know. I don't know. I I will throw this out there. Our banquet is also uh, uh, Thursday night, <clears throat> six p.m. Okay. Uh, our football banquet celebrating <clears throat> this past year and the accomplishments of the great young men we got on the team and right. cheerleaders and recognizing the band and everybody that was involved. And uh, I believe we're going to li- live stream that also. Uh, and, and give you an opportunity to watch that. Uh, uh, if you do come, you got to have a, a, a mask on. That's protocol of the school and everything else. So, you know, we're going to go on with it. We're not going to have food at this banquet. We're going to ask that people eat after or before so we can limit that uh, as, as this uh, is, is going to happen. And uh, uh, we're going to fulfill what we didn't think, Phil, that we would have. That's a football season and now a conclusion with a banquet. Absolutely. So far, we're hanging in there. And I tell you, let's hope that these numbers uh, looks like we're in pretty good shape right now. Let's hope that the trend continues, kind of holding our breath there as we uh, get ready, of course, for, uh, well, get the spring sports, you know, in place, of course, and then hopefully continue to move on through the summer and into fall. And hopefully uh, we uh, Let's just hope that we won't be uh, on eggshells as we were last year. Like you said, we were able to get through it, but, man, it didn't come without some bumps and some humps and some valleys and peaks, as you guys know better than anybody. Yeah, before we get off, I want to add to it, man. I got so much stuff to talk about, it seems like. Yeah, no problem. Uh, May May, May the 7th, we have now penciled in as our spring game. So let's keep holding our breath. And like you said, hopefully things will continue to improve and our baseball teams, and our spring sports to get to play this year, and we'll get to conclude with that spring game. We'll have Warner Robins coming to town on that Friday oh, night. Oh, wow. How about that? Yep. So that we just – me and Coach just got that done here this week. So uh, uh, we're looking forward to that. Well, listen, we've had another false ending. Uh, we've had so many. So <laughs> give us another one here. Hey, we only got well, time. Well, I, I could throw in, I could throw in more, but by next week, hopefully, the schedule will be completed too, and we'll be able to release that. Let's let's just let everybody sit around and think about that one. Uh, okay, that's what I was going to ask you about. <laughs> you, you you must have knew where I was going. Yeah, we're we're we've just about got it. <laughs> Before I say anything, I, I want to wait and sign the final documents and we're close uh, to that right now okay Hopefully that'll get done by the end of the week you, you read my mind you re- that, that, that's uh, was that's exactly where i was going so good job there coach from from picking that out we'll talk about it next week sounds like a winner
See you, Coach. All right, see you, man. All Go right. Vikings. Absolutely. Go Vikings. That's uh, Coach Jamie DeBose. Isn't that amazing? He knew exactly what I was going to talk about, which something they're working on could be a big game. But as Coach said, I'm going to defer to him. We will know more, so, uh, know more about it, and we'll be able to talk about it next Tuesday. So there you go. we got to take a break. Justin Kyle Haley is scheduled to join us at 6 o'clock. Looking forward to having him on with us and looking forward to your Super Bowl picks. Get those Super Bowl picks in. Do not get away from this show with, with, without getting your Super Bowl score in, guys. I'm just telling you, you don't want to regret that. So let's take a break. We'll be back. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Archibald offers a full range of physical, occupational, and speech therapy services, as well as the only fully integrated sports medicine program in the region. Personal, goal-directed treatments all under one roof. Advanced Therapy and Sports Medicine is also the exclusive sports medicine provider for Thomasville City and TCC schools. Houston Clinic physicians have been on the sidelines of football games since Dr. Houston started the tradition 70 years ago. When an injury occurs, play stops and Houston sports medicine team takes the turf. No matter which team you're on, Houston is there to help. From the field, go straight to the specialist. Go to Houston Clinic. Welcome to the ITG Next Pelham Coaches Show. Coach Pinkins, how's it going this afternoon? Uh, going pretty good, man. Going pretty good. And uh, what did you guys work on over the bye week? Uh, just going back to the basics, the fundamentals of things on the offense, defensive, uh, special team side of the ball, trying to correct some of the things that we struggled with, you know, towards the end of the season. Coach, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us this season. And we look forward to doing it again next week. All right, thank you, man. Touchstone's Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business and has been serving the North Central Florida area for over 40 years. 
Touchstone's heating and air conditioning serves both residential and commercial areas. Summer is here. Get your home's cooling system checked out today. Let the Touchstone's experienced technicians come out and make sure your cooling system is working properly. Don't allow your cooling system to let you overheat. Call Touchstone's today. Being somebody that somebody wants to emulate, setting a good example, caring enough about somebody else to help them, teach them for their benefit, not your benefit, for their benefit, to be a better person and to do something better, to serve other people. You know, that's all we do as coaches is we serve our players. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Houston Clinic physicians have been on the sidelines of football games since Dr. Houston started the tradition 70 years ago. When an injury occurs, play stops, and Houston sports medicine team takes the turf. No matter which team you're on, Houston is there to help. From the field, go straight to the specialist. Go to Houston Clinic. All right, we're talking with the head coach of Eagles Landing Christian Academy, Jonathan Guest, on the line with us. Yeah, I mean, we had a great season, and, um, you know, our goal every single year is just to be in the hunt for a state championship. I mean, we just want to be one of those teams that, that's in the hunt for it. And then, you know, you get into the playoffs, and you, you got to get to a rhythm. I want to wish you the best of luck, Coach Guest, and uh, we'll check in with you next week. Hey, man, appreciate you. Y'all have a great week. You too, Coach. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with you as we kick off our number two here on uh, what we think is the best darn sports show around when it comes to covering high school sports and promoting all that is good with high school sports. It's Extra Point with Phil Jones here at ITG Next Georgia. Don't forget, guys, I'm going to beat you over the head with this until you get it, and that is get your Super Bowl picks in if you haven't already because we've got a great prize pack for the winner, the person that picks, A, the right team, 
and gives us the, uh, the correct score or the closest to the correct score. Again, you're getting a beautiful brand new mountain bike. Compliments of our friends and one of our great show sponsors. That's Pepsi Cola of South Georgia. Also, a $200 gift card from another one of our great sponsors, Winn-Dixie, right here in Valdosta. And also a beautiful, nice cooler that will keep your cold Pepsis colder. And that is compliments of our friends at Johnson Distributing. So we appreciate Johnson Distributing, Winn-Dixie, Pepsi-Cola all stepping up and making this wonderful prize pack uh, possible. But you know what they say, you have zero chance to win it if you don't get in it. So make sure you offer uh, your picks up here. And you can only do it now on this page. There is no, you know, calling in on Thursday or, or calling me at home you know, Thursday morning, hey, man, I forgot to get my Super Bowl pick in. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I love you. Appreciate you guys. But you got to get the picks in here in the comment section on our, uh, our page here at uh, Extra Point with Phil Jones, ITG Next Georgia. Okay? So we'll continue to uh, promote it and remind you about it as we go forward today. And then, of course, tomorrow when we end the show, that's it. So get those picks in if you haven't already. And one pick per person, by the way. All right. Uh, proud to welcome in now, and I think this is his debut on the show here. It's a guy that seems like he knows uh, about as much and loves high school football about as much as I do. And I want to welcome in Justin Kyle Haley to the show. Brother, how are you, man? Doing good. Uh, glad to be on. Uh, glad you invited me to, to, to be on the show. I, th I think I called him one time before to debate Larry Godwin on Kirby Smart not being the, the best recruiter as far as getting some Georgia players, but as far as officially being on the show, this is definitely my first time. I got you. I got you. Well, yeah, and it seemed like I remember that. But uh, so what exactly, you know, when I was thinking about this, <clears throat> when I was bringing you on, and, of course, I followed you on Facebook, and I've, and I've seen some of your posts, but what exactly uh, do, do you do with the Facebook uh, page there? At, uh, and at, what is it, South and Middle Georgia High School Football? That, that, that's it. Okay. Um, that, that group was started years ago. <clears throat> before me and uh i have uh since come on and it, it's been a fun time to to be on that page uh i believe the original creators were were uh chris pace and uh, uh rod clements and, and julius drew two of those being from coffee and one being from lee um i happened to get on it with probably two two thousand members it's up to about five thousand members and, and through that page and uh some of my already contacts um I've grown to uh, be able to travel uh, to, to a different game each week, whether it be in South Georgia, Middle Georgia, or sometimes I'll even travel to North Georgia um, and uh, have made good relationships with a lot of people uh, and, and some coaches and uh, just uh, uh, able to able to bring some stuff to that page and, and, and some knowledge, uh, what little bit of knowledge I do have, um, share it with some people, and uh, it's a great place to to talk and get a little trash talk in, of course, every now and then as well. But uh, like I said, through that page and, and other things, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, to have met a lot of people and, and continue to do so and get to watch a game every Friday night. I got you. So where exactly are you from? Who, who's your team? <laughs> so I, I'm from Dodge <laughs> County um, uh, originally. I, I live in Dodge County, which is in middle Georgia. Um, I, I grew up here. Uh, that, that was my – that, that was going to be my alma mater. I, I went there until uh, ninth grade. Um, I uh, unfortunately needed to transfer uh, for, for baseball reasons. 
and uh, was going to go to Fitzgerald. Um, was ruled ineligible by the DHSA. Could not go there. Um, have since uh, when I, when I did that, I left and went to Westville uh, GISA school. Yeah, in Perry, sure. And, and finished Hornets. out my years. In, yeah, finished out my years in Perry and uh, uh, went briefly to college. Just that that was not uh when you get to college that's a whole different atmosphere it is like a job and not like a uh like a like a fun sport anymore uh depending on how you want to take it and uh and, and some medical reasons i had to quit playing baseball but so the two teams i do support is uh Fitzgerald and, and public school of course and then uh um westfield and gisa but westfield is my alma mater i got you i got you well uh welcome into the show my friend and I thought we would uh, just kind of uh, kick around uh, some of the, the, the latest uh, topics that, that have kind of dominated high school football. The beauty that, uh, and of course, I know you shared the same sentiment with me, because here we are, you know, what, in uh, <clears throat> early part of February, and high school football season now has been done with for over a month, but here we are still talking high school football. It's as pertinent now as it ever is. We'll, we'll be able to talk about it next month and the month after that and of course hopefully we'll have some spring ball to talk about I don't know if you just heard but we had uh, Jamie DeBose uh, the Lowndes High coach talking about how they've got Warner Robins scheduled uh, May 7th for their spring game you know I don't care if it's a spring game I don't care if it's a seven on seven I don't care if they're playing in the backyard anytime you get Lowndes and Warner Robins together that's worth watching isn't it oh yeah most definitely uh <laughs> And especially with uh, um, both teams, I, I don't want to say rebuilding, but uh, both teams, uh, uh, of course, losing their, their star quarterbacks. Uh, Warner Robins losing Jalen Addy and and uh, Lowndes losing Jakari Brown. But Warner Robins has a has a good backup in a, in a, in a kid named Christian Lane. And, and I'm not sure who the next man up is for Lowndes necessarily. But uh, I believe you got to see Christian Lane a tad bit at, when they play Lee County. He come in for a couple of series. Uh, and, and, of course, Lee County defense makes – Anybody not look the best in the world, but um, he, he come in there. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, I, th- I think, with most any of these teams. Uh, a lot of these teams have new quarterbacks coming in and, and seeing what they're able to do and, and perform and, and if they can step up to the plate and lead their team to, to another championship. Absolutely. Hey, I want to say hello to Chris Pace. You were talking about Chris earlier. Uh, Chris was uh, che- checked in earlier in the show, and I meant to give him a shout-out. So uh, he also says uh, hello to you, Yo Haley. That coming from uh, Chris Pace. Uh, got a lot of folks. There's Keith Watson checking in. Keith, how are you, buddy? Uh, Wilbur Pelfrey. Uh, we got uh, Collins. Yeah, buddy. Mac- McDaniel checking in. And uh, Michael Hancock, uh, a trip block. So many others. Kenneth Hurst. And I know I'm going to leave somebody out, <clears throat> but I'll continue to try to uh, mention you guys as we go forward. I really appreciate everybody. Kevin Pittman, Willie Williams, everybody checking in on the show. There's John Puckett, my buddy, speaking of Fitzgerald. What's up, John? Good to see you here on the show. So a big salute to all of you, Clint Haynes, for uh, for checking in today. And, and again, uh, I know I've left somebody out, but I'll get to you. I'll go back through and uh, scroll through the names. But let's talk about what's happening in the world of high school football. Let me ask you, uh, I guess, about uh, job openings. I know we just had the crisp job field and I'll try to uh, <clears throat> defer to as much of the, the, the middle Georgia stuff um, you know, that, that we may not talk about a whole lot uh, necessarily here on the show, although we have been following the Chris situation. So a little bit surprised to hear that, uh, that Brad Harbor uh, was, was released slash resigned. I got to know him 
Um, I know there was a little bit of controversy in their last game against Pierce, but they have since named a replacement for Coach Brad Harbour. Uh, yeah, that, that was kind of a, a, a curveball to everybody, uh, as far as I as far as I knew. Um, there, there was a there was a kind of a rumor going around, um, and an outside candidate <clears throat> uh, being uh, the Mary Persons uh, head football coach was going to come in and take the job. That's what uh, I had heard, and, and that that room that that apparently just turned out to be a rumor to a certain extent being uh personal ties to the crisp county program yep um so that didn't that didn't pan out and then to to land the cedar grove coach is uh definitely definitely a different uh different route than i thought that they were going to go but uh, also a really good hire uh brings a lot of uh a, a lot of experience to the table and uh you know it, Turned the Cedar Grove program into what it is to a certain extent, and um, able to 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 get it done when he needs to get it done, and maybe he can come down to South Georgia. And Chris always has the athletes, that's for sure, and and hopefully uh, maybe kind of turn the program and, and get it to to just the, the the step it needs to go right into the championship game and and to be able to win it. Um, like I said, I don't know uh, Brad personally; he's one of the few coaches I don't I don't really talk to, but it was it was kind of surprising that. You know, he was let go, but um, wish him the best and wherever he may end up. But but definitely, uh, definitely come out of come out of left field as far as that hire, as far as anything that I knew, uh, it was going to be the Mary Persons coach and uh, then the Cedar Grove coach got. So. Yep, and we wish him the uh, the best of luck, and hopefully, uh, you know, again, Brad Harbor certainly proved that he's got what it takes. Now, let's see. So he took over for um, at Crisp. It was um, help me out here. He's got the two. Uh, he's got the two names that sound just alike. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm yeah, I, I can't think of it either off the top of my head. <laughs> so, y'all help, y'all help us run. out there. Yeah, y'all help <laughs> us out. But obviously, he comes in, inherits a good team. But you know what? It's one thing to inherit a good squad. It's another thing to keep that going. He was able to do that there at Chris. So give him credit there. I got to know him. I did seven coaches shows. Uh, this fall and he was one of them and got to build up a relationship with him of course and again we hope that uh brett felton shelton that's it there we go uh i hope that he can find uh you know a a new home because obviously he's proven that he can get it done talk about the tiff county situation of course we were covering that following that situation here on the show and uh of course uh, we know that noel dean got the job uh that the, the name of course did not resonate with a lot of people because uh he comes from michigan but you know you look into his uh, his pedigree his resume he obviously knows how to coach football what do you think and do you buy this uh, this you know the talk about well somebody coming in from michigan they really don't know what we're all about here in south georgia i mean what are your thoughts on that what do you think about the hire there at tip um, uh, to, to me, I think it's a really good hire. Uh, I, do too. I, I, I think that, um, you know, coaching is coaching no matter where it's at. Um, yeah, you may, you may have better athletes in certain areas like Georgia, Florida, Texas, you know, California, et cetera. But, um, it doesn't mean that you can't coach just because you may be in a lesser talented, you know, lesser known high school state. Um, you know, and then you can, you can kind of, you can kind of look just at Dean Fabrizio to a certain extent right there. Um, you know, when he come, uh, you know, he's able to do what he's done at Lee. Uh, and, and some people may argue there's, you know, he, he's got a pipeline to a certain extent, but, um, you know, he, he's got one of the best schemes, um, as far as a defense is concerned, 
in the state of Georgia, uh, running a three three five, and and they they walk up to the line. You just don't know if somebody's blitzing or somebody's dropping back. Who's going into coverage? And and uh, you know, seeing that in person against Warner Robins, uh, just just rattling both of their quarterbacks, um, and, and doing that throughout the whole year. Um, you know, you can bring those type of things, different things that that South Georgia football isn't used to. Um, you know, South Georgia's just used to lining up smash mouth, um, you know, just punish you and, and, and run you over. And that's what a lot of fans think. And a lot of a lot of people just, you know, come to come to think of when you think of South Georgia football. But, you know, there, there's also other aspects to it as well. And, and somebody from another state coming in, you know, whether it be from Michigan, it could be from, you know, wherever, Nebraska or whatever the case may be, um, you know, he could bring a different scheme and, and – and, resonate with the players that that other teams aren't used to and come in here and really give other coaches a fit in, in preparing for that game plan because it's just something they're not used to seeing so to me i think it's just a it's a really good hire overall for offensive and defense standpoint yeah and i, and I agree with you uh i'm of the uh the, the school of thought that look if you can get it done i don't care if it's in california i don't care if it you know where it's at uh, if you can coach, you can coach. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's a duck. So uh, I think Noel Dean, good fit for Tiff County. And you know what? I'll give uh, the superintendent there, Adam Hathaway, credit. I'm sure that, that probably he probably knew, you know, wasn't going to be the most popular hire simply from a, you know, lack of name recognition. But he latched on, felt like he had the right man all along, went with him. And so we wish Tiff County the best luck. And I think they got a great foundation there to build from. I've heard a lot of people say, well, man, somebody's got to come in there, really roll their sleeves up and get to work. That may be true, but I think with the proper coach and get everybody on board, I think him hiring the right staff, Justin, is going to be a big key. But I think it, they can have a very promising future at Tiff because you've got all the elements in place, if it's done right, to really build that program up. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, watching them this year, I was able to go watch them, uh, actually watch Tiff versus Lee at home. Uh, just wanted to go watch Tyree West. Um, and, uh, uh, can't think of their AD's name, but he was probably the coolest AD I've gotten to meet all year. Uh, which one, uh, Tiff or uh, Lee? Tiff, Tiff. Yeah. Uh, Rusty Smith. Th that's right. He, he was extremely, extremely nice guy and, and, and uh, fun to be around in, in the end zone down there. Yep. And, um, we, we got to watch them and, and they're, you know, they're athletes all over the field, and it, it, it's, it's extremely weird to say this, but Tift and Lee both, especially Tift, it, it's crazy. You usually see uh, offensive players playing both ways to make up a defensive position, but in a case like Tift County and Lee, especially Tift, to me it was true defensive stars having to play offense and they were trying to figure it out and get it worked out and it just never really worked out but on the defensive side of the ball they could they could pretty much hang with anybody and had one of the best defensive lines and 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 just a defense in the state as it was but um like i said you normally see those offensive players playing defense and it kind of translate you still score a lot of points well you know you just had tiff just had tremendous athletes on defense and true defensive players at their position and then trying to turn around and play some offense and and it just couldn't quite get coordinated it didn't seem like everybody couldn't quite get on the same page but um they've definitely got the athletes and uh my understanding they got a good freshman class coming up and and so he's going to be able to come in and, and have a lot of players to work with in the freshman and sophomore class and and uh i, I think he could probably 
probably turning around really quickly and in, in, in a couple of years you could see them you know competing i won't say winning the region but at least competing a lot more competitively on the offensive side of the ball and uh you know surprising some people and, and going deep in the playoffs and, and probably just two years or three years I, and i would agree with that uh, also want to say hello to kyle and susan richter for checking in regulars here on the show guys i hope y'all are doing good thanks so much for uh, for the shout out there and your comments so we are talking to justin kyle haley he is a regular contributor on social media when it comes to high school football posts especially on the south and middle georgia high school football page and we're glad to have him here on the show and justin we're going to be doing this on a regular basis i think we got that kind of commitment from you don't i yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, be, be more than glad to come on whenever you need some non-expert advice that may or may not be good, <laughs> but i be more than glad to share it with you. Well, hey, look, I love to talk high school football. I love to talk high school football with people that are articulate, and you can tell from our uh, our folks that check out the show, we got a good regular core of uh, viewers trying to get more, so help us spread the word. Uh, by, by the way, guys, for all of you that are watching and or listening, be sure to like and share our page it would be appreciated all right so uh just trying to think of uh some some other and, I, and i'm going to turn the tables here in just a little bit and let you ask me some questions i guess the other thing is so we got the ampling county job uh, as far as i know is still open um i know that we of course had rick tumberland that stepped down uh after coming in there and having a great career uh albeit a short one at Appling. Uh, that's his alma mater. I did not know that until I had him on the show. Uh, you know, uh, he come on the day after he announced his retirement, by the way. But um, anyway, want to ask you about Appling. What can you tell us? Got any updates on that one? Uh, I, I, I do have some updates uh, as far as I know on Appling. Um, Should I, I say mean, that the comments you're about to make are yours, the opinions that you're about to express are the opinions of Justin Kyle Haley and, and yours only. Well, you can say that, and I'll be very tactful in how I approach this. I appreciate um, that. Um, the, the, me and you had a discussion um, <clears throat> of, a, of a coach who put in their application to Appling County High School that is currently at another school, and that is the case. Um, I was informed earlier today um, he is no longer in the final running for that position, and – as far as I know, um, it will be one or two people that is within the program already. Uh, the person just asked me not really to say much about it. Yep. Um, so I, I won't give out the exact name, but uh, it seems to be the hire is going to be from within and one of the two positions that are, 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 are the head coach will be filled by somebody that's already been there in one of your two of your higher positions as close as you can get to a head coach. I, I'll say that. Well, well put, Justin. Uh, you handled that very well. Uh, absolutely. Which brings up a really another point, though. Something I think uh, Larry and I, OG and I, were talking about last Wednesday, which was it seems like we don't see enough of that, Justin. It seems like we don't see enough hiring from within. We seem to have this trend of schools wanting to – you know, go outside their own school, not looking in, inside their own uh, house, so to speak, and wanting to go out and find other coaches. Now, sometimes that's uh, completely on purpose uh, and with intent because maybe you want to get away from the way, quote, things have been, okay? So that may explain part of that rationale uh, and that approach. But 
it's good to see, and I have every reason to believe what you're saying is true, good to see that Appling is looking from within. But again, second part of that thought, kind of curious and, and wondering why we don't see more of that as schools, you know, go out and look for uh, head coaches. Your thoughts on that, uh, Justin? Um, you know, in, in, in South Georgia, to a certain extent, that may not be the case. Um, I, I would just use Dodge County as an example because this is where I'm from and, and not many of your listeners, if any. I've got a couple tuning in just because I told them I'd be on the show, but um, that, that may be listening from Dodge. Um, I will say this. There, there's pros and cons to both um, as far as I could see. Um, Dodge County um, had John Marshall Peacock for, for many, many years, and then um, – Rex Hodges for many, many years after that, and always just consistently hired coaches from within. And there's only so many times you can go nine and three, 10 and two, and get to the second, third round of the playoffs before people eventually are going to start wanting something different from the outside. Now, Dodge went and got um, Lee Campbell, um, who is now uh, with his brother in Peach County. Um, and he, I think he, he, he did a short stint at Chris, a very short one. Um, and uh, Lee, Lee come in after winning the two state championships in Hawkinsville. That's right. And, and uh, I don't want to say just completely dismantle the program, but, I mean, that's, he did everything you about could to get to that point. Uh, it, it was some bad years. Then they turn around and hire from within again and uh, a Dodge County person and uh, got back to 10 and 2, 9 and 3 years. Um, and then, Was that Ken Kofer? Uh, no. That, what recently, Ken is, is, is the most recent person. Um, and, uh, I'm not going to not, I, I won't say much. He is pretty much a within person. And, okay. uh, even, though, even though he comes from Wilcox, uh, but, um, uh, he comes in now and, and got them, uh, to where they are now to a certain extent. And, uh, still kind of those similar years where you, where you get a few good years and, and that's it and not really get over the hump. Um, I will say this, uh, there may be a job opening in Dodge County, so if if it may pop up late, I don't know yet. Um, as far as I know, there there could still be one double A head coaching position uh, come up for grabs. Um, but you know, there, and and that's the pro, or and and that's some of the pros and some of the cons of hiring within, yeah, and and, and and outside. You know, it, you just don't know what you're going to get hiring within. You kind of know the person; he's been around the program that he knows the boosters. And I mean, no offense to a lot of these programs, smaller schools. You know, boosters matter. And, of course, uh, yeah. You know, you, you got to get along with everybody, knows the superintendents, knows the principals, et cetera, and uh, can, can can do what they expect that person to do. And uh, and then – but maybe they can only take you so far, but then you, you take a huge risk hiring outside of your circle and hoping somebody, you know, just like Noel Dean coming from Michigan and, and hoping that they can completely turn the program around. And sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. So – I, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of South Georgia places kind of just leaping and taking that leap of faith. I would prefer me. I would prefer to see an outside coach come in because um, I've been around Middle Georgia long enough and Middle Georgia does the exact opposite. They hire within too much, I think. Yeah. And and uh, and so it just takes a long time. But, but there's pros and cons to both. To me, if I was somebody, I would hire I, – I would give a few outsiders a shot before I come back to the end. I got you. You guys watching, if you want to, uh, you got a question for myself or Justin, send it to me in the comment section as uh, we get ready to go to break here. And uh, you can uh, send us a comment during the break. 
and uh, we'll certainly pass it along to uh, to Justin, or I may take a crack at it uh, myself. Uh, as Justin Kyle Haley again joins us uh, today, we're going to have Justin on uh, at least once a week moving forward as his schedule allows. So looking forward to talking to him about some high school football as we move forward. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more of our conversation with Justin Kyle Haley right after this. Stay with us, guys. You're watching Extra Point with Phil Jones here at ITG Next Georgia. Touchstone's Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business and has been serving the North Central Florida area for over 40 years. Touchstone's Heating and Air Conditioning serves both residential and commercial areas. Summer is here. Get your home's cooling system checked out today. Let the Touchstone's experienced technicians come out and make sure your cooling system is working properly. Don't allow your cooling system to let you overheat. Call Touchstone's today. Archful offers full range of physical, occupational, and speech therapy services, as well as the only fully integrated sports medicine program in the region. Personal, goal-directed treatments all under one roof. Advanced Therapy and Sports Medicine is also the exclusive sports medicine provider for Thomasville City and TCC schools. Welcome again, everybody, to another week of Crisp County football. It's time again for the Crisp County Coaches Show. And we, of course, visit with the head coach of the Cougars, Brad Harbor. We've got him on the line with us now. Everything, but uh, it's going to be a great football game, man. I'm telling you, if, if you're in the South Georgia area and you don't have a favorite game that you want to go see, I'm telling you, we, we play them at 730. Appreciate you. Y'all have a great day, okay? You too, Coach. Let's get back to more sports talk and extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Phil Jones. So we are uh, talking today with Justin Kyle Haley. He's on the line with us now. He, of course, is a regular contributor 
over at uh, South and Middle Georgia High School football on that particular uh, Facebook page. And uh, we're glad to have him uh, for the first time here on the show, at least in an official capacity. And he'll be joining us uh, from here on out once a week. So we look forward to having LG with us, of course, as always on Wednesday, Wide Open Wednesday. And uh, Justin, we'll have to come up with a, a, a name of, of, of its own with, uh, with your appearance on the, sh- on the show, man. So you'll have to come up, uh, come up with something to help me out there. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with something catchy. I'll, I'll try to keep it G-rated. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you. All right, well, listen, I've been asking most of the questions so far, so let's turn, let's turn it around here and uh, let's you, let you kind of direct the content. Go ahead, brother. Well, well, first off, I made a mistake when I said something earlier, which, of course, I do a lot. But uh, Jakari Brown's just a junior, so he's coming back next year. So That's right. I, I, when, I, when I said that, I didn't want to clarify. I forgot about that. But um, – I've got. I've had the pleasure this year of, of watching um, a, a ton of kids in person, and uh, you know, it seems like a lot of kids nowadays with with COVID and, and an extra year of eligibility and stuff like that. This year um, may have been a lot harder for kids that uh, may have could have gotten a D one scholarship. You know, maybe maybe been at the bottom of the totem pole, but still been able to get one. Um, didn't maybe didn't get as many looks and stuff like that. But I had the pleasure of watching a ton of kids and. And, and uh, just wanted to say a couple that I that I can remember off the top of my head, like uh, Chance Gamble at Fitzgerald, who who was named Region Offensive Player of the Year for two years in a row, um, and and made the All-State team this year for for AA. Um, he committed to uh, as a wide receiver, committed to Kennesaw State. Um, did you know pretty much did everything he could do to help the team in the, in the state championship game. Just come up a little short against Callaway, um, and then as well as over at uh, Irwin County, uh, you had uh, the Benyard Twins, who I don't know if they officially committed, but uh, as far as I know, both of those twins who play cornerback are going to Kennesaw State as well. Um, so Kennesaw State, got uh, they, they landed three good players in, in those kids. Um, Cam Ward uh, was their running back this year. Um, he, he was a bigger kid and, and thought he might have got some, some better looks, but I, I think he ended up going to uh, Albany State. Um, he committed there, uh, and um, and then of course you got you got the big names like uh, I got to see Jake Garcia at the beginning of the year when they played one of Robins. I, I was fortunate enough to be at that game and got to watch him in person. What'd you think? I was I was there too. What what were your thoughts? It, uh, t- tell me your thoughts. I kind of give you mine. Uh, to, to be honest with you, the first half uh, I don't think he was. I, I think it was different. I think what everybody said was uh, happened to him in the first half. He uh, the game probably was a little faster. Yep. Uh, they, they hit him a little harder than what he was anticipating. Yep. But uh, I, I tell you what, he uh, he probably took six or seven sacks that first half, uh, and and dealing with a knee problem. But he bounced back up every single time. And then the second half come out and just uh, seemed like the game uh, come to him a lot more than it did the first half. He he got his got his feet under him and settled down and and uh, just just basically led that team back to a victory and. And did a great job in, in, in commanding the team and, and getting the passes where they need to be the second half and look like a totally different player. My thoughts exactly, exactly. I was I was uh, actually uh, me and Mr. Producer here, Brandon, were at that game covering the game uh, here for ITG and um, you know had a chance to uh, to, to to sit and really uh, pay attention to Jake and uh, I thought the same exact thing. I thought probably the speed of the game was something that was was new to him compared to the style of football he played on the West Coast. So, uh, yeah, so my thoughts exactly, uh, Justin. And obviously, 
here's a situation where it seemed like, you know, the, the moves that he made to get here from California, obviously making the right decision there to leave, coming to Valdosta, and of course we know things didn't work out, but at least that got his name out there, got him noticed, and then of course the rest of it took off from there, and he wound up winning a state championship. Uh, couldn't have written a better script for a great kid coming from a great family. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I just uh, never never spoke to him. I do speak to uh, a good many players. I, I never spoke to him. Um, Well-spoken you know, young man. Yeah, uh, I, I can believe it 100% uh, from, from what people did post on the page about him. But then, you know, you also saw the flip side of things of, you know, doing the whole ESPN article, you know, of course that, that, that may not be him necessarily, but you know, that, that was just a, uh, not taking anything away from his character at all. I'm just saying that the, the situation in general, it was, it was a weird situation of course this, that 2020 was one weird year. So, um, you know, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, the entire plan was for them to come to Georgia, be able to do that and ultimately end up at Grayson anyway. There was a lot of conspiracy theories, um, out there, but, uh, at the end of the day, it's still a kid. I was, you know, we, we, we all were there at one point, we all played high school sports. And at the end of the day, we just wanted to be somewhere we could win and uh, get to play. And, and, uh, you know, nobody has gone through, uh, anything quite like this, except for last year's baseball seniors, which, uh, that, that was really unfortunate for, for all of them. Um, but then you go into, go into this year's football, um, you know, it's just unprecedented times and unprecedented uh, times, sorry. And, uh, you know, I can't blame anybody for doing anything possible just to be able to play the game that they love because, as I said earlier, when you get to college, it's a whole different experience. Uh, the, the high school days, to me, are, are by far the best you'll ever have. And so, you know, even if the thing picked up and moved from California all the way to Georgia, at the end of the day, you were still a kid just wanting to play and uh, able to get it done and, and, and lead, albeit it was a North team. And, and a lot of people, you know, may not like that too much, but albeit he's still a kid, he was able to, to accomplish what he wanted to do and, and get a state championship as senior year. Absolutely. Um, anything else? Uh, what else you got? Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of some other players I saw this year. I'm not. I'm trying not to leave anybody out. Uh, uh, Amari Arnold, of course, at Brooks County. I'm oh trying yeah. To some, trying to name some of the smaller, some of the smaller players that uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people see the seven A and six A and even five A players, but uh, um, when you get down, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying when you get down to single A through four A and stuff like that, a, a lot of players tend to tend to just not quite get that recognition uh kind of like tyler moorhead over at clinch county yep and also uh also uh don tyson's one heck of a guy i've gotten to know him throughout this year uh great guy uh, i like I, I like to pick on him a lot about his hair so uh, i'd say he used a lot of hair gel products but he told me <laughs> he told me it was, it was all natural so I have, I have to believe him i told him i was gonna say it on the show so i said it but uh um uh yeah you know like tyler moorhead just uh just i think there's a lot of hidden talent in these lower lower classification schools that that just don't get seen and even I mean you saw it in the championship game people didn't get to see it uh you know, South South Georgia fans didn't get to see it except for Fitzgerald got to see it last year as well as I did when we went to Callaway and got to see Charlie Dixon who happened to be behind uh Tank Bigsby oh, who now who now is at Auburn but uh Tank Bigsby was one of the best high school players I've ever seen in person but I mean, to have Charlie Dixon six foot two, 240 pounds as a backup, and then he just runs all over the place this year. Um, everybody knew he was one of the one of the more athletic, you know, 
studs in the state and and it's just you just don't you, you don't see a lot of recognition for the smaller classification kids who That's um right. to, to me you know you line them up against anybody they can compete they uh you know uh, if, if you got it you got it if you don't you don't and it don't matter if you're single a all the way up to 7a or even single a private i, I forgot about that hopefully one of these days mm-hmm. public and private will get back together uh and uh make that make that classification one again and everybody get to battle it out because i'd love to see uh, that Irwin County team against Brock Vandegrift and uh, Prince Avenue and, and some of the some of the earlier uh, schools, but uh, you know, hopefully, maybe maybe that'll tie into it. But I know a lot more goes into it, like baseball and, and girls softball and stuff like that. Um, I understand the reason for that, but uh, um, I'm trying to really think of. I, I just uh, I appreciate the 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 like I said that what what the pages what the pages been able to do and. And the relationships I made through it, and, and getting to getting to talk to kids, getting to meet coaches, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's just been a been been a good time, and, and I look forward to doing it more often and getting to getting to know people, and uh, and hopefully uh, I, I can uh, over the next year or so come out with some good bobblehead videos too. That's coming up. Here, <laughs> yeah, just in case you guys wondering, you don't mind me talking about this, do you? No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> So I have uh, been a big fan of the bobblehead videos. If you guys haven't seen them, you, you must take a look at the ones uh, that are out there. And little did I know before talking to Justin that he was the mastermind behind these. <clears throat> I'll never forget the one last year that had uh, Rush coming from USA Academy over in uh, in Alabama and, of course, uh, coming over and, them having to run fly routes or you know, fly patterns in, in, the, in the cow pasture in Turner County. And, oh, my goodness, just I, I was rolling in the floor laughing so hard. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Sir, kudos to you. Great job. The Never mind about the high school football knowledge, the comedic mind of Justin Kyle Haley. What a, what a great job. And what, well, it was so much fun, you know, to come up with that. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It, it, it takes uh, it, it, I I don't even write anything down. I just kind of do it off the top of my head and, and try to have fun. And, even more amazing. Yeah, and and, and uh, a lot of coaches have reached out and expressed uh, that they thought it was funny. As a matter of fact, I think Jim Diggerson I, I did some <laughs> on him, and uh, he uh, as far as I know, I think they played it uh, when they won the last state championship. Right when he retired, I think they played one of them at their uh, football ceremony. And, okay. Uh, so, so a lot of coaches have enjoyed it. Um, I, I will say some coaches haven't enjoyed them as much, and uh, they also let me know that. But uh, I, I try to do it to, to even if you like a coach or don't like a coach, or if I like a coach or I don't like a coach, at least you know people make fun of me. I can make fun of myself. And, sure, absolutely. And I think it's just uh, it's just a just a fun way to to it's the it's a fun way to to everybody can laugh at, at at probably what honestly some of it may be true what people are actually thinking some of the coaches are thinking and want to say and they just can't say it and so uh you know i, I think it it's just fun it's a fun thing to do a lot of people enjoy it and uh I, i'm not gonna stop I, I i try to be as tactful as possible in those but it, i still try to be fun yeah look, there's really nothing you know that that i don't think is out of bounds you know, I mean, coaches are public figures as long as you don't take it, you know, overboard. And I really and truly, I didn't think that you did that with any of those. I thought it was done with, with obviously great humor. Um, there was no malice involved. It was just kind of poking fun at stuff that we all knew about, you know. 
And so, yeah, so, so kudos to you for that, man. That, that was some funny stuff. Gave us all much-needed uh, comic relief. Um, <clears throat> so a couple of comments we got, and I want to ask you about this. I know you posted um, something, I think it was yesterday. You were wanting to know, I guess, maybe what the best high school football player that we had ever seen. Is that, is that, was that how you put it? That's right. Okay. That's right. So I'd like to, you know, maybe uh, talk about just a couple of the ones that really stand out. Uh, Adam Estes is talking about a kid. Now, I guess this is current, and he's talking about uh, Martez Thrower from Wilcox County, signed with yeah. Kentucky. You familiar with him? Yeah, I am. Uh, By the way, what is, is he a quarterback? No, he is a line, he's an outside linebacker. Okay, I was going to say, if, if he was a quarterback, what, what perfect name's anonymous there. But uh, <laughs> but go ahead. No. Hey, yeah, uh, I, I got to watch him this year. Um, and, and, again, just one of those kind of hidden gems in the middle of nowhere on Wilcox. And, uh, and, and kind of flew under the radar last year with uh, Desmond Tisdall, who's also at Auburn, another great player, come out as a linebacker from last year at Wilcox. Um, and so he kind of uh, – his name wasn't out there as much as uh, – besides Desmond and um but this year uh he uh he looked apart and played the part and and uh could fly around over the field uh really get through the gaps uh get off blocks make the tackle um I think he's about six foot one I think around 220 somewhere in that range uh I think he runs around like a four six four seven um just really athletic kid and and made a ton of great plays and uh and uh, if you get a chance you can just type it in on huddle you can type in Martez thrower huddle and uh on google and get go watch some of his film he's a and uh i, I spoke with him one time uh well-spoken kid nice kid and uh just uh like i said one heck of a player in, in one of those small towns again that that just uh maybe don't usually get the recognition he deserves but he did and was able to sign with kentucky and uh i think he'll do a really good thing so shan mcclendon thomas says justin you'll have to come to a peach county game at the new stadium Oh, how about that? I did not know they were building a new stadium there for Peach. Uh, I heard that they were. Um, I'm not sure exactly where they're putting it. I don't know if you've ever been to the current stadium. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's uh, you got to drive through a subdivision, and then depending on what that farmer planted that year, it's in a cornfield <laughs> or it's in a peanut field or, or whatever that Isn't that the craziest setup you've ever seen? It, it it is one of the one of the more interesting ways to get to a stadium and from a stadium. I, I can rem yeah, I can remember the first time I went there. It was it was back covering. I actually did a, a Worth County, Peach County playoff game, and I went there and uh, I remember the first time I saw a sign in somebody's yard that said "Stadium This Way," yep. and I thought, wait a minute, I, this is going through the, a neighborhood. You know, and I kept driving, driving, and I saw the paw prints, I think, or, or something on the on the on the pavement. But anyway, bottom line was, I was like, well, I must be going the right way. But yeah, that's one of the uh, one of those stories. And you know, I say those stories in in quotation marks that you always hear. You know, and only in South Georgia high school football, you know, can you find stories like that. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's quite interesting. But I would uh, I would say probably past its time for a new stadium for peach wouldn't you agree uh yeah 100 percent uh you kind of <laughs> get there and it's the old uh on the visitor side it's it's it's, uh, it's long but not really tall or big old concrete uh cold to sit on and uh yep. it's been there for it's been there for a long time so they're, they're definitely due for upgrade that's for sure 
Listen, I want to ask you, uh, and I bring this up from time to time on the show, you know, wondering about whatever happened to certain programs. You know, um, one that comes to mind, actually a couple that come to mind in South Georgia. You know, whatever happened to the Miller County Pirates? You remember that they used to be a juggernaut in small classification football in South Georgia, Justin. And then also, right there with them, I would say, Charlton County. I swear, when Rich McWhorter, when I heard he was leaving, I remember thinking, uh-oh, that's not good. And it has not been for Charlton County. So I want to get your thoughts on two programs, two, two story programs with a great history of winning football right up there with the clinch counties of the world. But what has happened to Miller County, and then uh, Charlton as well? Um, I think in both cases, and, and people people may not agree, but just my personal opinion, um, especially in Charlton more than Miller, I think a lot of the uh, Albany schools had something to do with Miller. Um, and and then, they, then, then current events have to do with Miller, but more Charlton County as well. But, but both of them together, um, I, I think when you have coaches like that, um, you know, everybody, everybody dislikes Grayson and dislikes, uh, what, um, what, uh, Buford, oh Buford. No, yeah, Buford, Buford and, uh, uh, Marietta. I'm sorry. That was the other one, you know, kind of, kind of throw together teams, make a run and win a state championship. And then right. you see Marietta, Marietta this year does, you know, I don't, I think they ended up like four and nine or something. Um, just not very good. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's a lot more evident in the, in the Gwinnett County schools, but I, I think in South Georgia back in the day and just, just putting this out there, you know, especially like Valosta, for instance, you know, I don't think you'll ever see Valosta return to the sixties and the seventies because that was when Moody air force base just got here. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people moving to Moody air force base, a lot of parents coming in, a lot of kids coming in. Yeah. Um, I, I think you have, even at those smaller schools, you still have that to a certain degree uh, surrounding small counties by them. You know, it's not very hard to pick up from one little county and go to another county and uh, to get to play for a great coach or a great program. And I think a lot of that faded away with those coaches and then other coaches kind of taking over that area. And I hate to say that, but, um, you know, there's a there's a few coaches that 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 people know that that are kind of somehow end up landing great players. And all of a sudden people come into their program and, and whether or not you want to admit it or. I'm not saying there's any wrongdoing one way or the other. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, that, you know, if you disagree with it up north, I understand. But to say that it doesn't happen down south, I think it does. I think a lot of coaches' names pull weight. I think uh, I think a lot of play, people move just for coaches. And uh, it, it's, it may not be as in the limelight or as evident in uh, south Georgia it is north Georgia. But I think when he left Charlton and then uh, – there was a new sheriff in town, especially when the Albany schools closed down and all that. Uh, we talked about him earlier in the show. He seems to he seems to land great players every year, and that program just stays on top. Um, you know, it they they go to those schools, and uh, it, it may not be recruiting like in North Georgia. That that might be kind of blatant and obvious up there to a certain extent, but I think a lot of kids just start going elsewhere to other small counties that are relatively close, and their parents can can move them and and keep maintain their own job and drive, you know, to the, to that previous county where they were at and keep the job and not have to travel that far and just change residence. I think, I think 
honestly, that that's a major part of it. Yeah, it's just interesting, you know, um, and it really strikes me when I see a program like a Miller County that, again, for years and years, just winning football, they had the – who was the big boy they had come out of Miller County? Um, I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing a lot of that today. Uh, yeah, it's hard to remember everybody as well. But, but went on to play for the Dogs, went on to play for the New Orleans Saints, I believe it was. But but anyway, it'll come to me. I'm sure one of you guys out there can can, can tell me who it is. But then again, yeah, Charlton County, again, kind of the same way. Yeah, there's some programs you just never think are going to fall on hard times, Justin. You know, you, you think that just with the nature, the swamp – you know, I've had referees, high school referees that said, you know, there's nothing like officiating a game on a Friday night under the lights at the Swamp in Charlton County. There's just nothing like it. And then, of course, you know, again, Rich McWhorter decides to leave. you got to wonder, you know, coach leaving, they kind of fall apart, so to speak. you got to wonder, man, coach saw something coming. Maybe it was a deficiency somehow in the program. Maybe they just hit some lean years. You know, that can happen through attrition. Uh, you know, it happens. So, I'm just really intrigued by programs, though, that, you know, either way, they've had a longstanding losing tradition, although it doesn't seem like we have that happen as much as the other side, that is programs that have won for so long that, again, start to kind of go in the tank. Yeah, uh, you don't think it's going to happen. And uh, bigger schools, like, like we said, Grayson and Buford and stuff, they can reload. But when you're in a small town like Charleston and you're in Miller County, you know, you only got a population of the old county around 10,000 or 12 or whatever the case may be. You're going to, you're going to end up having some lean years and uh, some bad years. And uh, like you said, coaches sometimes see that writing on the wall and uh, just kind of go out on top, which I don't blame them one bit. And uh, it, it could be due to, like I said, due, due to, due to what I talked about as well, but uh, yeah, a little bit of both, but especially in small towns, you're, you're due to eventually run out of, there's only so many families and they can only pump out so many kids. So uh, you're eventually going to have some down years when it comes to players. And, uh, but you would think, you know, historical, historical programs, they, they will bounce back. I'm sure Charlton County will um, just uh, Miller County has been down a lot longer than probably more people would have anticipated. True. True. Got to go to break here shortly before we do that though, I'll give you one to think about and we can talk about it. When we come back, because uh, when we come back, we'll get ready to wrap it up. You, you wouldn't stay with me through the final few minutes of the show, right? Nah, I've been here this long. Might as well continue. Man, what the heck, man? Let's do it. Uh, Northside Warner Robins. And I actually had that from Daniel Smith, uh, who's a regular on the show. Northside Warner Robins. Um, I feel like that they will be back. But, man, you want to talk about a program that is the epitome, the poster child or the poster team however you want to phrase it, the epitome of success, sustained success. They obviously have fallen on a few hard years. Uh, I do think they'll be back. I don't think it's that bad. But, again, here we go. Longtime coaches. Of course, I know you had uh, uh, Conrad Nix. Then they go to Kevin Kinsler. Uh, you know, almost one and the same there. And then, of course, Kevin Kinsler steps down and enter – was it Chad Alligood? Um, so – Think about that as we go to break, and we'll finish it up on the other side. How about that? All right. Sounds good. Let's take our final break of the day. We'll come back. Don't forget to get your Super Bowl picks in. And we're wishing a happy birthday to Kiki Middleton today. How about that? Kiki Middleton, happy birthday. Happy 18th birthday. We'll be right back.
Touchstone's Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business and has been serving the North Central Florida area for over 40 years. Touchstone's Heating and Air Conditioning serves both residential and commercial areas. Summer is here. Get your home's cooling system checked out today. Let the Touchstone's experienced technicians come out and make sure your cooling system is working properly. Don't allow your cooling system to let you overheat. Call Touchstone's today. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie at Five Points. Houston Clinic physicians have been on the sidelines of football games since Dr. Houston started the tradition 70 years ago. When an injury occurs, play stops, and Houston sports medicine team takes the turf. No matter which team you're on, Houston is there to help. From the field, go straight to the specialist. Go to Houston Clinic. All right, welcome again uh, to another week of the Carrollton Coaches Show. This is where we visit with the head coach of the Carrollton Trojans. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Sean Calhoun, and we've got him on the line with us now. Normally, it's a reflection of how the week went. I mean, I thought our kids were prepared. I thought that they had a good week of practice. I thought they were focused, and, you know, and it carried over Friday night. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye, Coach. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Bill Jones. All right, as we welcome uh, welcome you guys back, we've got about five minutes left to go in the show. I again want to thank Justin Kyle Haley for uh, joining me today. And uh, Justin, again, thanks so much for for coming on today. We really do appreciate it. Hey, again, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to, to talk as long as I have in the, in the platform and, and being able to being able to share a few few points with your viewers, whether they be right or wrong. Yeah, you, you, and you are welcome anytime. Uh, really a solid debut for you here on the show. We look forward to having you back uh, again really soon. Let's talk about it as we get ready to exit, though. I mentioned before the break, Northside uh, Warner Robins, another team that you kind of uh, you know, scratch your head a little bit. I think they'll be fine, but, 
boy, you want to talk about a program that uh, that had so many years of winning football. Talk about Northside Warner Robins, your thoughts there on the Eagles. Uh, I actually know uh, he is the tight end coach now. He was uh, in the running for head coach here at Dodge County um, before Ken Cofer got hired, and now he's a tight end coach at Northside. Um, so I actually know a little bit about them, spoke, spoke to him not too long ago about what's going on. Uh, I think a lot of it, there for a couple of years, you know, when you had the proms and you had everybody else, um, and, and now veterans kind of, kind of being really one of the better teams in Houston County. Yep. Um, you know, there, a lot of players kind of did transfer out. They they went through. You would think Northside, you know, kind of having some down years of, of players, but with with Kinsler leaving, um, Kinsler's now actually at Westfield, and we went three and seven last year, and this year we went seven and three. Um, so he has completely turned us around in the weight room and everywhere else. But um, I spoke with spoke with with that coach, and uh, they they just uh, they're they're trying to learn a new offense and a defensive scheme uh, this year. And uh, now this and maybe, is Northside. This is Northside. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to learn a new offensive and defensive scheme under under Alligood, and uh, they think in a couple of years they'll be back to the north side of old, but. Or learning a whole new scheme on both sides of the ball and maybe not quite having as much talent because of veterans uh, really really coming on strong. And then, of course, Warner Robin um, uh, being there as well. Um, but they, they feel good about their next probably uh, – and about two years out, they, they feel really good about a run that they'll be able to make and get back to where they used to be. Well, and don't forget, too, you got Kevin Smith. I think it's Kevin at uh, Perry now who yeah. has really got them playing better football. You talked about Milan Turner at Veterans. Obviously, they're playing better. We know about Marquise Westbrook. In fact, that we may see the emergence now, correct me if I'm mistaken, we may see the emergence at Warner Robins of sort of the new Northside-type super team. And again, I know we don't have a crystal ball, but where they have been for the last four years – and don't really see any reason for them to slow down. Yeah, I know that they lose their all-stud quarterback in, in Jalen Addy, but still, I think that there may be enough in the pipeline there for years to come. Your thoughts as we get ready to sign out? Uh, yeah, um, and, and that was what we kind of spoke about, uh, the, the coach there at Northside. Um, Warner Robins is, has become kind of the new Northside that, that Northside was of old. They've yep. got a good pipeline and, and kids coming up, and so I, I think they'll be here for a while, and I think Northside will – get back to their old ways and I think there's just a ton of talent in Houston County and I think you're going to see all the all those teams Perry included on the rise uh, I think everybody will have a have a uh, uh, bounce back years and, and get to a really good program but I think Warner Robins is the new north side of old as we finish Houston County where does coach Ryan Crawford's bunch feel uh, fit in here uh Justin uh from what I saw I would Honestly, uh, even even behind Northside, I would put them behind Northside. It's coming up year. I would probably say Warner Robins, Veterans, Northside, and then probably Houston County, and then Perry. Oh wow! Uh, they they they. I think they got some talent, but I think they got some issues they need to work out, from my understanding, and, and just get them get them on the right track. As like I said, just learn some new stuff and and get them going. So I got you, Justin Kyle Haley. If people want to keep up with you, man, where are you at on social media? I really on on that page. It's a really good page. Uh, they, uh, South and Middle Georgia High School football uh, is is the name of the group, and uh, that, that's mainly where I post. Or you could. I, I'm really not on too many places. I may end up starting my own little podcast here in Middle Georgia.
forward at, at the year, uh, at, at the beginning of the year. But until then, uh, I'll be on that page and, uh, great place to be you make a lot of new friends or you make a lot of enemies one of the two but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good place to be and uh, that's mainly where i'm at and uh, like i said about five thousand members and growing so it's a it's a strong presence absolutely but. i enjoy going on there uh justin thank you so much for coming on today man like i said uh good stuff today i knew it would be we look forward to having you on next week and uh if it's tuesday uh good for you good for me all right sounds good to me i i, I appreciate you guys having me on all right have a good one justin all right, y'all take Justin Kyle Haley, our guest today. I want to thank, uh, obviously, Jamie DeVos, also our guest today here on the show. Signing day tomorrow, also wide open Wednesday tomorrow. LG, Larry Godwin, going to be in studio with me. So come on back, guys. Enjoy the show tomorrow. And don't forget, tomorrow is your final day to p- uh, predict your winning team and the score for the Super Bowl coming up this weekend for your chance to win that uh, Super Duper Mountain Bike, compliments of Pepsi, $200 gift card, compliments of Winn-Dixie, and that very nice cooler to keep your Pepsi Pepsi Cola's cold in, that from Johnson Distributing. All that could be yours, but remember, you got to get in it to win it. So be sure to do that tomorrow. You'll have a two-hour window as we kick off our Wednesday, wide-open Wednesday edition of Extra Point. For our producer, Brandon Pham, I'm Phil Jones, hoping you guys have a great Tuesday night. We'll see you tomorrow. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie at Five Points offers a full-service floral department for your convenience. A great selection of the most popular floral arrangements, open late for those last-minute floral needs. We also offer a full-service deli and bakery with a hot bar complete with meat, vegetables, and desserts for those on-the-go meals for you and your family. Our bakery has fresh-made cakes, pies, and other assorted goodies. Come visit us on North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie, at Five Points. Artful offers a full range of physical, occupational, and speech therapy services, as well as the only fully integrated sports medicine program in the region. Personal, goal-directed treatments all under one roof. Advanced Therapy and Sports Medicine is also the exclusive sports medicine provider for Thomasville City and TCC schools. Houston Clinic physicians have been on the sidelines of football games since Dr. Houston started the tradition 70 years ago. When an injury occurs, play stops, and Houston's sports medicine team takes the turf. No matter which team you're on, Houston is there to help. From the field, go straight to the specialist. Go to Houston Clinic. college or you're done right now and you're getting an award and that's it, it will never be as fun or as pure as it is in high school.
where you are, where you are right now, doesn't matter what sport, doesn't matter if it's football or whatever it is, is pure. Kids are playing for the fun of the game. Coaches are coaching for the love of the game. Welcome to the ITG Next Lee County Coaches Show. Coach Fabrizio, how's it going this morning? Good, good. Talk about the consistency and being able to sustain it, sustain the streak. Well, it's a tough thing to do. You know, first off, we've had a lot of good players, and second, we've had a lot of really good assistant coaches. So that that's the biggest thing, and you know, to go undefeated in the region for the second year in a row. Coach, thanks again for taking time to talk to us. Coach, good luck this week. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 